0: Welcome to That Mom Life. I'm Sarah Jordan, and today I am joined by Ashley Spears, who is a, well, I met you because you're a social influencer, which I realize sounds... Slightly ridiculous when I say it out loud like that, but seriously, I just started following you because other people I knew recommended to follow you. The blush influence is how I started following you on Instagram. And then eventually, I remember I think it was last year's Derby, obviously 2019, not 2020. I walked up to you and I was like, I'm Sarah Jordan. We follow each other on Instagram.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I remember that. Um, I think it was probably, I know we have a good mutual friend in um, Mo Rose. So I think how I really kind of began to get to know you more, but yes, um, I have social, yeah, social influence locally in the Louisville blogger community. Um, and yeah, I've kind of turned that into, um, done social media for, you know, several different things right now, you know, focusing my big, job right now is for a local upscale resale Belmondi boutique. And so that really has led me into what I think we'll probably talk about in a little bit, um, starting my own styling business as well. So that just kind of let me combine my, you know, priority of mom life with two kids. And, you know, Nikki is so great in letting me be a working mom and, Knowing that you know, mom life is number one, so it gives me flexibility to be with my kids, especially right now, <laughs> and also you know, keep me in my passion of social media, fashion, styling. You know, that job really lets me combine both and help me expand um, my career. Um, which, yeah, we'll talk about. So, yeah,
0: that's it. so that's that, that's what's um, so fun to be funny to me now in like. Well, now 2020, 2019, 2018, is that you really can meet people through social media and become friends with them and start going back and forth with them and having conversations. But what I also love about it, like you said, it's a it's a small world around here in Louisville, a small town feel where there's somebody you know mutually. You're gonna end up connecting the dots somehow. So I'm glad that we eventually got to connect our dots both online and in person. And I started following you, and of course, you have beautiful posts. And to be honest, at first, I don't think I was fully aware of like your full-fledged career, which would explain why your posts are so beautiful and you're always so put together. All of these things are just making sense to me. So let's take a step back. You're not originally from this area. You're from Illinois.
1: Yes. um, I grew up in Decatur, Illinois. um, And yeah, I was there my whole life and then um, stayed there at Millican my first year of college and went on up to Chicago to um, finish up my college career at Columbia College. And I lived there for pretty much off and on for about 10 years. So that's definitely a big part of my life. Spent, you know, the better part of my 20s there. And, you know, Chicago's always felt like home to me. My mom would always take my sister and I up for even day trips. You know, it was only about two and a half hours away from where I grew up. So whether it was going to, Mostly the museums, um, a lot of the time. So we grew up, you know, very cultured, um, which I think is kind of where you know me and my sister here we are in you know more artistic fields, if you will. Um, I think that had a big part of it. So, yeah, just we just know what one, you your is. sister older or younger. She is younger than me. We're actually fourteen months apart, so we're pretty close. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's very
0: very close.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so she's, um, you know, now has you know a pretty thriving interior design business, and I'm, you know, always with my passion for fashion, if you will. That sounds so cheesy, (laughs) but it uh,
0: it just happens to rhyme. But (laughs) yeah, right.
1: (laughs) But I mean, seriously, that's always been. An interest of mine, you know, from as a kid, I would have. I don't know if you remember those. They were like those Barbie kind of traceable slides where you could change out their outfits and pants to skirts. I mean, that was like probably one of my favorite things or dressing up. Barbie's, you know, fast forwarding into high school where I had so many friends come over to my house in the morning before school to borrow something or put something together or getting everybody ready for dances to, you know. So when I really you know, looked back, you know, that's something they always say, like, what's been a part of you your whole life? What's something that you've loved your whole life? And especially motherhood changes you, but it also shines a lot of light onto how you want to spend your time and the quality and what, you know, you want to push your children to always, you know, be the best. And I'm like, you know, that's something that I've always just really loved and has just come kind of easy to me. So it it doesn't seem like work, you know, it seems it's so much fun and I get to do it almost every single day. And, you know, it's really amazing how that can just translate later into something that, you know, is definitely, you feel like you're where you're supposed to be.
0: I totally agree with you. And that's what I've always preached to people too, about finding a job. In fact, I was just talking to one of my cousins last week and he was freshman in college. And he was like, I want to make money. I love money. I'm like, well, who doesn't love money? And he was like, but this job says it makes this much money. And I was like, but you're not interested in that. And he was like, but it makes that much money. And I was like, no, 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 no. You need to step back a second and figure out how to make money in what you love. So that way it's more of a passion and not just a job that you can't stand going to work. It's so crucial. And so it was a really interesting conversation with him to try to change his perspective a little bit, because it definitely makes a difference when you love what you do.
1: Oh, definitely. And I think, and, you know, in addition to that, it really is amazing to have a support system around you. You know, you want to definitely money is super important. I mean, especially when you're raising a family and you have kids and you want to give them everything, you know, and set them up to, you know, good schools and be able to get them in, you know, programs. And I know obviously sports and all that is a little, you know, off right now, but you know, you want to be able to provide for them. But I think having a supportive partner is everything who supports you doing what you love. And, you know, I think it, it translates later monetarily and it's, you know, in anything you get what you put into it. Right. And so I think when you have that support and you have that drive, you can really do anything and make the most out of anything. You truly want to do that makes you happy because when you're happy in your life, that's what really translates. It's a domino effect. that makes you a better parent. It makes you a better wife, friend, you know, and I just, that's so important to me as a person. Um, and I think that helps translate into your other relationships.
0: I cannot agree more. And, um, I actually, I almost went to the Columbia college of Chicago twice.
1: Oh wow. <laughs> Oh, it's just a great school. That's amazing. Maybe we would have met sooner.
0: We would have met sooner because when I was applying for colleges out of high school, I applied to two in an Indiana and then the Columbia college of Chicago. I've been obsessed with Chicago ever since I took my sixth grade trip there. And like, that was the first truly big city I had been to cause I had never been to New York or LA at this point. So Chicago clearly is massive in comparison to Louisville or surrounding cities. It's the number three in the nation. So yeah. I applied there and got in and then leading into right before my, um, um, junior year, I applied there again when I was at a different school because I was I went through like a breakup at my one college. And I was like, I'm going to get away to the big city. And I had gotten <laughs> accepted to the Columbia College of Chicago times two. And I was going there for media. And then that's when I got offered the full-time job here at the radio station. And so I moved back down here instead of going up there. But I went up there multiple times doing different visits and like be right before I signed the dotted line is when I backed away both times. So when you said Columbia college, of Chicago, I was like, I love Columbia. College. Oh, it's such, a,
1: it's such a cool. I love their, their teachers. I love one of the biggest draws for me is that the perfect, I mean, you have passionate professors wherever, but they're more so, so many of them are part-time because they work within what they're teaching. So you are learning what is like the current now, like you could start a syllabus at the beginning of the semester, and it could kind of change later. And I loved that because doing a marketing communication major, you know, I interned for the Chicago White Sox, and I worked on the Chicago Marathon. And I, you know, did the light up Michigan Avenue. And it was so many events like that were, it was just such an honor as like, you know, being in college and being able to be full front into those types of jobs. I mean, the internships, you know, when you are in a bigger city is, are pretty incredible.
0: Oh, completely. And I mean, (laughs) I just, that I knew, I knew that that's what it was going to be like. I'm not, no regrets. I'm totally happy. But like, I, I still love and adore and have many friends from Chicago because I, ironically, I still made friends from Chicago while at other schools and that's where they still live. So, I mean, my thing that I've always told people about media when they're, if they're going to school in any sort of like media platform and stuff like that, I ended up going to three different colleges, but graduating in four years, never going to Columbia. But the professors <laughs> that were living and breathing what they were talking about in real life ways were such an incredible hands-on learning experience. And you're right. It's like never take for granted an internship. And that's another thing that I always tell people. I'm like, an internship is huge because it's all about getting your foot in the door and you're not going to get the foot in your door with no experience. So I mean, for you to be on the forefront in one of the largest cities in the country, being a part of some of the largest events in the country, that's crazy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It really is. That's something I tell anyone I know either going into college or in college. I'm like, intern as a freshman if you can, because I I feel like when you and I were, you know, this was years, years ago now. But, um, you know, most internships, like you could barely get them sometimes as a junior. And so it was all focused on junior, senior years. And now that's changed so much. And it is, it's like, get that hand on, you know, experience now, you know, as soon as you get your foot in the door in college, like start, you know, get those jobs that if you know what you want to do, you know, even if it's, even if it is like unpaid do it, you know, because that's going to take you so much farther. I feel like in today's world, when you have so much more experience to go along with your education.
0: Oh, completely. And that again, you and I are on the same page with this. That is exactly what I tell people. I'm like, I got my internship after my freshman year and it takes sometimes finagling different types of internships, but it's like, you can figure this one out. Um, try to talk to people and work, 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 and never leave that internship. My favorite are: it's my last semester of college, and I need this internship to graduate. Do you have any openings? And I'm like, what did you do?
1: What? <laughs> like, what do you mean? What have you been doing? Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's that's kind of scary. <laughs> so I know funny. that. So when you go to school for
0: fashion and stuff like that. So where did you go from there? How do you turn that degree into a career?
1: So it's kind of funny, you know, I've said, you know, fashion has always just been a part of my life, you know, really since I was little, but equally to that note has been my love for sports. So ironically, I really wavered back and forth right out of college um, because I did get A minor in creative sports marketing, along with that from Columbia, Um, hence probably the Chicago Marathon and the White Sox. Um, But I, I, you know, I just kept going, kept going back and forth. You know, I got offered a job with the White Sox out of school, but it was I was in a position to where You know, my roommate kind of bailed on me last minute and I had some friends moving home. And so I honestly couldn't afford to stay and do that, which was a total bummer. Um, but so that kind of brought me to Louisville for the first time. You know, my parents and sister had moved here while I was still there. And so I actually took a little mini break and came to Louisville for a bit to just kind of, you know, catch my bearings and then, you know, fast forward you know, year, you know, years later, um, making such good connections, you know, there's so many, it's, it's hard in Louisville. You may know, see this too, but, um, unless you get a job here where you can meet people or you meet somebody and you marry into a group, the biggest question asked in Louisville is where did you go to high school? And that is like your first initial like judgment, (laughs) you know, and it's not necessarily a good or bad judgment, but that's how people associate. And I, didn't have that, so um, you know it took me a little bit. Once I finally moved here, you know, to be in this last six-year stint, to really find a good, you know, group of girls and find similar interests, you know, and getting into that blogger community really helped um, because you know you have events that you go to and you meet people and um, you know, and then you know getting in and meeting, meeting my husband, I feel like I'm kind of jumping the gun, um, on stuff, but you know, I was as a single mom moving here. I knew that, um, I wanted to take the time to just, you just take your time and be a mom, you know, and I had such a great support system in that, that that allowed me to, you know, take my time and realizing when was the right time for that. And so I feel like I'm kind of jumping all around here, but, um, I guess with that said, you know, making that in the Louisville blogger group that opened up some doors for me in other ways that I was kind of able to ultimately kind of create this job I'm doing now. Um, and make those connections that way. I feel like I touched on like five different things. No, no, and
0: and we will keep touching on those things. So, th- you are right. Around here it's where you went to high school because Everyone says that it's such a small town. Everybody knows everybody. If you're from here. So because everyone wants to make that, how many degrees of separation do you have from them? Who do you know? Where's your common ground? That's where they start. They start with the common ground of where did you go to high school? Because if they have that pinpointed, they know part of town. They know somebody that went there. Their parents went there and they go back from there. So I can, I must, I would hope that people have a friendly experience when they first come here. But I can totally see it taking a minute to actually get a foothold with people because they don't know how to connect the dots, which going back to Mo, who Mo Rose, who has actually also done this podcast being from Chicago, I can, I see why you guys would would immediately (laughs) look together. Um, Now you (laughs) You did just mention
1: Midwestern, Midwestern connection for sure. We're pretty, pretty chill and friendly, but yeah, I think, I think it is. Yeah. Once you meet a familiar face, I think everyone in Louisville is incredibly kind. That was one of the first things I noticed just even being out and about people want you to be here, you know, and they want you to stay. And um, so I think once you meet, you know, a few kind faces and make friends, it's, you know, opens so many other doors to other people. And then you may connect better with somebody you met through another person. And then that leads, you know, to something, but, Louisville is such a great city, and as much as I always thought I would stay in Chicago and raise a family in Chicago, I realized there's so many good benefits of being here. You know, I'm I'm a city girl at heart, for sure, through and through, but being in Louisville and raising a family here, it's so nice. I mean, I can let my kids, you know, we live in a neighborhood to where You know, I can let my kids run around the front door and we're surrounded by other young families and, you know, I'm fighting for speed bumps in my neighborhood now (laughs) because we live on like a part of the neighborhood that, you know, there's 10, 15 kids running around, but thank God for that in this time, especially, you know, when the kids were at home and things were closed and parks weren't open for a while and pools this summer and, you know, that they, we kind of all, you know, did our quarantine initially, but once everyone was working from home and we were all kind of essentially not leaving the neighborhood for the most part, you know, the kids have just been able to play. And I am so thankful for that socialization for them. I mean, we have a group of, you know, two and a half to 11 and they all play with each other, you know, so well. And I love that. And, you know, I don't, that would be hard to get, in the city. And, you know, my husband born and raised here. So most of his family's still here, you know, his parents are down the road and we're like, you know, 10 minutes tops from anybody in our family. And I just love that. And the relationships that I have been able to build, you know, all my friends I've made here are now, like, you know, aunties so-and-so and auntie this. And I, I love having that type of, you know, friends and family for my kids. And you just realize, you know, I'm always like the city's your playground. There's culture and museums and all this, but to be able to, you know, let your kids run out and have a huge yard and play with other kids like that, you know, having that freedom is just priceless to me right now. So when you were in
0: Chicago, let's step back there before you moved to Louisville, cause you just touched on something. You had told me your journey to motherhood started differently than what you had expected?
1: Yes. So, um, I was, you know, in a relationship with someone, you know, it was kind of off and on for about a year. Um, I think our schedules is what played the biggest, you know, issue in that and just travel and all of that. But, um, you know, other women have gone through this, but, you know, we parted ways and everything was fine. And then I, uh, you know, come to realize that, oh, surprise, I was pregnant. And, you know, we still kind of parted ways, you know, talked about it a little bit. But, you know, fast forward a little bit, I just realized that was going to be a journey that I was going to be on on my own. And, I lucky for me, I, you know, at the time was living with one of my absolute best friends. She's like a sister to me and had so many other great support systems in the city that, you know, and my parents, my parents came up for almost every single doctor's appointment that they could. Um, And my best friend I was living with, we She took me to every appointment and we get brunch at our favorite little place after just kind of like to celebrate and talk about things. And really, she just kept me, you know, faithful. And it was one of those. I knew I knew I I knew I couldn't not have the baby. Right. So I. um, It was probably the second appointment to really find out how far along I was, the due date and all of that. I had this moment in the room where the doctor had come in and Betty, she's my best one of my best friends, she's always with me. Betty was holding my hand and just rubbing my back and I remember seeing the doctor's mouth moving but not hearing everything and suddenly this glow just went all above the room. Like I can still see a plain as day and I like I'm getting chills just even talking about it, but I knew in that moment, like still unsure if I could do it, but knowing like I wanted to, but could I, you know, that's the biggest question. Um, I knew in that moment, I was just having one of those, I mean, I guess guardian angel moments people talk about, but it was so surreal. And I just remember the doctor like coming out of it and the doctor being like, okay, Ashley and, and Betty kind of like, you know, squeeze my hand. I was like, what? Oh." yeah okay and then I heard you know October 26th and you know that that was that and I walked out of there just knowing I was getting ready to just start this journey that was unplanned um you know that summer I was I was saving up I'd been saving money to go stay with one of my friends over in Prague for the summer and see Europe you know before I really did like Especially just getting out of a relationship. That was my plan was to go travel and God had another plan. (laughs) And but I also say, you know, that was maybe a kick in the pants for me. You know, I was 27 and, you know, having fun and living in the city and with my best friend and plans to travel, but I think it was also time like it's time to do something different, you know, and that's that's a big difference. So with that said, I stayed in Chicago. You know, my I worked um, for about six more months, and my parents just kind of I was back and forth. I ended up switching doctors. Um, Jude was born in Champaign, Illinois, and that's where my parents were at the time. Um, they had left Louisville in between that, so I switched doctors, moved there. Jude was born there, but they're like, you know what, your life is gonna dramatically change. Just stay in Chicago as long as you want. Finish out, you know, your lease and. I had amazing, I lived below this darling family and they were so good to me too, you know, and sent me off in a great way. And, um, it was just, I was lucky, you know, for sure. There was some stressful moments in that time. Um, I had to really dig deep in battle a lot. The, you know, other person involved was not very nice. Um, putting it as kindly as I can. And, But it's amazing how quickly your mother, your mother, mother bear, mama bear instinct really kicks in even before. And, you know, you love, you know, your child as a mother, you, it's the one thing you can love instantly without knowing. And I think that's something so special. And, you know, when Jude finally, you know, came into the world, it was such a unique experience both my, you know, with both my children, but especially with Jude, I use, um, I had my mom and my two best friends in the room with me when Jude was born, you know, my other best friend, Colleen, she came down and was with all the birthing classes with me, you know? And so when I'm, you know, pushing, you know, getting ready to birth Jude, I have, my mom rubbing my back, my Betty holding one leg and Colleen holding the other leg. And, you know, you have that first moment when you're having your first child where you're like, I have nothing left. Like, how is this possible? Like, you feel so weak. And Colleen was like, Ashley, I see him. I see him. And you, that was like all I needed. And Colleen clipped the umbilical cord. Everyone got Jude's little footprint stamped on their hand. And, you know, what started out as, so unknown and some traumatizing moments it was beautiful at the same time and I just I feel so lucky and and blessed that I was able to have that support system for that and um yeah that was child number one (laughs) so
0: I would, I would just assuming based on the way you're talking so you knew that that you were going to be a single mom in this situation that the other partner was not going to be in the picture for this
1: yes so that was what was basically felt the whole time um, to where you know um, coming to the first appointment and then not showing up a couple of times you know really kind of sealed the deal for me to um, you know then later just you know, uh, right before Jude was born, basically coming, you know, he came at me with a lawyer and was like, um, you're, He uh, suddenly wanted to be a part of it, but then needed, still, still almost was in disbelief, like needed proof, which was insulting in itself. But I was, you know, a million percent sure, and. So that's just something different too, you know, when your child's born at such a joyful moment, but it's also sad when you have to get swabbed in your mouth and your babies just to be proof. And of course it was like ninety nine point nine nine. you know, it's was, I, I knew it, I was, it was insulting and it was kind of a slap in the face, but it's what needed to be done. And, um, you know, he came and, that with Jude, you know, a couple times in the first couple months of his life and then that was it, you know. And so, um I did my part for him. Um I honestly wasn't even expecting that, so it was kind of a whiplash situation, but at the same time you want what's best for your child and he had rights and I was fine with that. And so he came with his sister the first time and his mom the second time and then after that there was nothing, you know, packages sent and returned. And I said, you know what, he doesn't have a voice right now. And Jude meaning Jude. So I'm going to do my best for the first year of his life and send updates and send pictures. And, you know, knowing that I did that, and I was his voice for that time. And then you know what, after a year, I'm, I'm, I'm done. And if, you know, he reaches out, I'll, you know, be fine with that and let him know what he wants to know. But it was probably about between the year and 18 month point to where we really knew like, okay, I'm, you know, this is 100% just me, sign your rights away, you know, at looking at those options. Like, so, um, you know, we lived with my parents and Jude has an ex- exceptional, spectacular relationship with them. You know, it's kind of like my mom's more than just Mimi, you know, she's been around from the beginning. And I think when I finally, you know, got married and moved, you know, out, that was kind of hard for all of us. Cause we had been like this little, you know, trio force them, if you will, you know, it was like me, my mom, my dad, you know, as Jude grew older, he was like, you know, I, read him a book. And then he's like, can you send Mimi in? And then after that, he's like, can you send Papa in? (laughs) And, um, but I think, you know, timing is everything and things happen for a reason. And that's so cliche to say, but I've believed that my whole life. And, you know, even though he came in a little bit at the beginning, I knew in my heart that it, it wasn't right. And that it probably wouldn't last. And maybe he just needed to do that for himself. And that's fine. Um, you want everything for your child, but at the same time, it may sound kind of selfish, but I'm, I mean, I'm not ashamed to say it. It makes things a lot easier for my life now, for our life now. You know, I have an amazing husband who, you know, was ready to adopt Jude even before we got married and, you know, being that our case was in Illinois, they have a little bit different rules, but, you know, by the time, um, it was we got married in September 2016 so by it was actually on Valentine's Day the vol- following year is when my husband Austin adopted Jude and it was one of the best moments of our life together and um, yeah
0: you know i think every everyone's story you <laughs> when you're little, you can plan out, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to get married and fall in love. And then I'm going to have kids and all this is going to happen. I'm going to do it by this age. But like, no one can predict that. No one knows what's going to happen. And someone that's, um, I know, well, this similar situation happened to them that the dad kind of stayed in the picture for the first, maybe you're kind of, and then basically hasn't been heard from since, but honestly, honestly, it's been, that was his choice. It's been better for her and her son. And Mm -hmm. so you just don't know how things are going to play out. But I mean, you do understand that a support system when you have kids, I mean, you may have been technically a single mom, but at least you had the support of your family. And I think the support of family is so huge. Um, Fun fact for you now, um, we built a multi-generational home with my parents. So when you talk about kids having a different relationship with their grandparents, my kids live with their grandparents every day now. So they have a much different relationship with (laughs) them too. Um, What do you think was the hardest part for you as single mom, regardless of the fact that you had all the support
1: that you had? I think, um, I think the hardest part, um, because I mean, there are a lot of tears along the way too, you know? And, um, so I know my situation's a little different and some people you're, you're in it and you're working right off the bat. And there's so many other stresses that go along with that. And, you know, since then, you know, I try to make an effort to like donate or help families. If I hear anything, like my, my heart leaps out and I'm like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? because i know i was very lucky in that in that way but it was also um kind of a battle not only emotionally and mentally but cuz you know it's not going to happen but you still are confused as to how someone could do that you know and so i think when you know you have a piece of you out in the world how could you not be so like responsive to it in a such a loving positive way um so you know there was a lot of just emotional like and somewhat threatening if you will you know emails and conversation along the way leading up to before that that really had to have me lock in a way that I was going to do anything to protect him. And part of that was taking it easy and, um, you know, being around my parents and, you know, my, my best friends. And, but also I think that realizes, makes you realize, excuse me, what you will and will not put up with. Um, It kind of You know, in any sort of relationship, I think, especially romantic ones along the way before you meet the person you know you're meant to be with, you realize maybe some things that you wanted, you know, so many girls I still know have checklists. And I'm like, you got to throw those out the window. (laughs) Like, you know, timing's everything. And I feel like you know what is truly important and what you need to be happy. And I think once I got through all of that, especially, and, you know, a few blind dates here and there, you know, I, it was pretty, it was pretty instant for my husband and I, and I think it was, you know, just things we've gone through in our lives that kind of, you just, you know, you know, and I think being a little bit older, you know, we were, Gosh, 30, 31, when we met, um, I think there's a sense of like calm in a way. And, you know, when Austin met Jude a month or two into us seeing each other, it was like they were instantly bonded. It was the most beautiful and yet bizarre thing. (laughs) They just really, really clicked. And, um, you know, I have been so lucky. I feel like I just got the jackpot of in-laws. You know, I can't imagine my life without that family and they are just everything. And because, you know, somebody chose poorly and maybe didn't make the decision you wanted them to, I have nothing but, oh my gosh, unmatchable thanks that that did happen because we're just able to embrace our life now. And I don't have to worry about you know, you going off to another state to see or somebody coming in and I just um you know, I'm I'm thankful for that and I know that may sound horrible and selfish but I'm not sorry, you know. I did everything I could to change that and it is what it is and in return God has sent an amazing man and family to us and I am forever thankful for that. They are incredible and so welcoming to us. And, you know, really, you know, I I think I think for them too. until Austin and I were, you know, engaged and actually even married for that matter. You know, it was I noticed they just even let down another wall because, you know, for them and in their defense, you know, they know like we love each other and we're getting married and all that. But what if something did happen, you know? And they've got attached to this child, and I think that's another thing that's out of the ordinary. Is it takes a very special human being to not only love you but to love your child as well. That was, you know, wasn't theirs initially, and um, you know, I just feel so lucky. I know I keep saying that lucky it's just such an understatement, <laughs> but you know, things happen for a reason, and I feel very blessed that this is the family that, you know, God had planned for us. So how did you meet Austin? So such the trend of the day. We actually met on one of the dating apps. (laughs) You know, I did, that was, that's just a funny story in itself. I never thought I would do that. And all my friends were like, Ashley, just do it, just do it. And But I knew it was also a good barrier for me. You know, I'm, I was a single mom. I had, you know, one, by the time we got here, dude was one. And, um, I wasn't obviously, you know, so many people are like, oh, we're going to go bar hopping or whatever. And that was just not my jam anymore. And, um, (laughs) sounded awful. Um, and so I did, um, what's it called match.com for a while and locked into one of those three months pay for three months, get three months free. But that was a good barrier for me because I was able to kind of like somewhat get to know people through that. And then I started to just really like, and I met some really nice people. I had a couple, you know, little short relationships with that and met some nice people and kind of even made connections that way. But, um, you know, my time was coming up and I'm like that last month I was on there. I was like, Oh, I just, I'm not in it. Like I know, I'm just not feeling it right now. And um, so once that was up, I had somebody reach out to me and say, "Oh, I know you're getting ready to like leave, so I thought I'd say hi while I could." And that turned out to be like kind of the relationship right before Austin, and it was that was a good one too because that taught me a lot of where I wanted to go professionally. Um, that relationship, that person, just really kind of inspired me in that way. And so um, I got off that and, you know, the free apps, everyone's like, hop on Tinder. (laughs) And as we know, like Tinder, that was just more so the hookup app, but it was like, it was free. And I had two friends get married off that app. So I'm like, oh, well, whatever, (laughs) Let me give that a try. And honestly, everyone who is on those websites you pay for is on those apps too. So for something free, I liked it better. You had to have a mutual connection like with each other before you could even have a conversation. And I liked that as opposed to getting these random messages from people or the winks or whatever it was, you know, on match. And so it was probably a couple weeks into that, um, that Austin and I got matched up and we talked for a few weeks every day, a lot, pretty much all throughout the day and So when we first met each other, it was, um, March madness. (laughs) So he's a huge Kentucky fan. Um, and I had, you may know Angela Burton. I had just done her feet to the fire just day workshop, which I did before I wanted knew if I wanted to commit to a six week one. And that was phenomenal. So that day was just amazing because it got me back into kind of writing and, um, so I went and met him and one of his friends at Frankfort Avenue Beer Depot, and I always had like an hour top limit on any first line dates. And, you know, part of me wanted to stay longer, but I'm like, nope, I'm sticking to it this time. And um, so we had a beer and watched the second half of the Kentucky basketball game. And
0: by the time I got
1: home, I, you know, had messages from him saying, you know, I had a great time let's set up a real date. And so a few days later, we went on our first date, El Mundo, love that place. Great place. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, after a few dates, it was pretty serious quick. You know, a couple weeks later, I met his sister and we watched a game over there and met his parents that night. And we stayed up until like two in the morning, talk all four of us talking in their kitchen, you know, and um, he said that was, you know, kind of the moment he knew he wanted to marry me. And he knew that, you know, walking out when I walked out of Frankfort Avenue, Beer Depot, he's like, I never want to not see her, you know, again. And um it was, you know, that was March. And by Mother's Day, he just had something, you know, it was just such a special day. And that was honestly the day I knew I really loved him, just seeing him and you together. I have this picture of them. And Jude had on like a light purple button up shirt and Austin had on like a dark purple white kind of gingham shirt and it was just so cute that they like unintentionally matched and we're just jumping and lapping on this trampoline and I just was like caught in a moment of just stillness in that and just knew that you know that was it and um yeah so we uh, you
0: know, um to be fair to i like i know so many people that have met their now wonderful husbands um on dating services. So I think people still sometimes are like afraid to say it, but I'm like, okay, you just told me, you know, how many people that found their husbands that way. I know a ton of people that have found their husbands that way. Like how you just said it as we started, it's hard to meet people. And especially if you don't want to waste your time going out on a bunch of awkward first dates, what else are you supposed to do? So, I mean, I think it's awesome, obviously. Um, (laughs) And I think the way you guys met and everything and the way you describe him is absolutely adorable. Um, When I met my husband, I mean, we met when I was pretty young, but I do remember thinking after the first date, I was like, that's not what I expected. So you talk about throwing out the rule book, but I automatically knew something was different. And then beyond that, it wasn't work. It wasn't games. It was just this instant relationship.
1: It's, easy. it's just and it sometimes no, when,
0: when people, people are complaining know. about the games and everything, I'm like, are you sure you
1: want to play the games? <laughs> I know. It's just it's it's so bizarre. You know that it's real. And I try and tell this to any of my friends who are, you know, still looking, um, is that, you know, when you're even talking on the phone or texting back and forth, you know, you find yourself and some of those relationships like pausing to be like, oh, I don't want to come across this way, or oh, I don't want right. to say this, or oh oh, oh I, I shouldn't know. text him first. And I should wait perfect. for him to text me. And with Austin with us, it was just like it was just it's effortless. It's easy. You don't think about that at all. The thought never crosses your mind. And God, what a refreshing feeling, you know, to just know and and you are giving your full honest self like right off the bat you know like which not to say like you know people don't but I think it's it's scary at the same time but when you're with someone and it's right it's not scary and so you know you are and the authenticity behind it proves even more that this is someone who could be good for you you know and vice versa and so um yeah, I mean, it was pretty instant with us, I mean, we were, you know, engaged uh, about 10 months later, and um, I know we went to, we had gone to Charleston for New Year's, where one of my other really lifelong friends lives, and the intention was to propose to me down there, but there was a hold up on, on my ring, so it ended up being, like, the end of that month, but You know, even that turned into such a fun year because we got engaged. And a week later, his sister got engaged. And then a month after that, his brother got engaged. So it was like engagements and then a new nephew. And then there was like a triple wedding almost over a four month period later that year. (laughs) You know, it was a big year. And it was just such a time to celebrate, you know, becoming a part of this amazing family and growing our own family. And God, we, I mean, got married, bought a house, and, you know moved in and Clay was like you know pretty much we knew she was along the way and a couple of months later the Cubs won the World Series that year I mean it was such a cool year I love this year like it's the best that uh, you know just um yeah I mean it was so it was it was a great a great start to our life and um, you know Coletti just creates you know the best last piece of our puzzle and you know they're just um yeah it's just it's the best i mean motherhood i'm so, i i'm so glad i have a boy and a girl uh, it's so funny all my friends thought jude was a girl before i found out with jude but my husband convinced me to keep it a surprise and that god that was the hardest thing I've ever had it too i'm such a planner and to not know was very, very hard, but worth it. You know, it's worth the wait when you find out, but oh, that was so hard.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine not knowing <laughs> and not telling somebody I would probably lose my mind slightly. So <laughs> I'm impressed.
1: Oh, um, I had to bring my mother-in-law with me to those last couple of doctor's appointments to keep me in check. <laughs> Cause I'd be like, <laughs> I knew she wouldn't let me look at the at the file where my mom, I could probably get my mom to give in,
0: (laughs) but so, okay. Now tell me about where you're at with your career right now. So of course, fast forwarding back to now you have your degree. You're obviously in, you work for, what was the name of the boutique you work
1: for again? So it's called Belmondi Boutique. It is, um, an upscale resale boutique in St. Matthews, um, the heart of St. Matthews. And she's been open for about two years. So um, I actually met Nikki through my best friend, Courtney, who actually just lives down the street. And so um, something you may have seen on my feed are two of my best gal pals, Courtney and Allison, um, the Glennie girl and absolutely Allie. We do a lot of stuff together. Um, That's kind of how... We really started a couple of years ago is Courtney had come across the Starling Boutique and we were set up to do a little um, derby party for them um, in March. But Courtney and I stopped in before going to a little girl blogger event and I met Nikki and um, really, I just kept popping in and I just never left. It became my happy place. And she has come so far in two years. She's definitely a mentor to me. And so it's an upscale resale boutique that sells gently used and also new with tags items. We partner with other boutiques and other cities and states. So when they're ready to like change out their season, you know, we give their clothes a little more life. And so I do their social media and kind of like event planning um, that we do. And that has led me, I was getting ready to launch right before in March before Derby. And then we all know what happened there. (laughs) Um, my own styling business where I'm a style consultant, wardrobe uh, consultant, doing image consulting for people. So I can come into your home and you're ready to clean out your closet, or maybe you're at a time in your life where you're ready to change your look. That's where I come in and help you. Um, So That has been such a dream for me because, you know, I could do that all day and I love it. So I've been able to meet some good um, women through that, um, you know, current clients, future clients and, you know, Nikki's such a joy. She, her whole mission isn't just about selling clothes. It's about empowering other women and, you know, her big, you know, keywords are style it confidently and fashion your world beautiful. And I really just connected with that. You know, her message is just, it empowers me. And when we get women in there, it's all about the experience. We want to spoil you, you know, give you that boutique feeling and make you feel like you have this one-on-one experience um, while you're in there. And she's really just taken off, especially this last year. And I think even through, you know, corona and covid like i just feel like this is we're, we just feel very lucky to have the year that we've had with that you know having to be close for several months and trying to make it work there you know i ran um our porch pickup and online shopping there for a while and um you know but in turn it's really brought in some great partners and has we're trying, you know kind of partnering together if you will my little um Studio space is just, you know, two blocks away from there. And so it really works to where you can schedule a private session with me. Um, we do, we're trying to get back in the swing of girls night outs on Thursdays. You can, you know, grab five to seven of your friends safely <laughs> and have your own private after hour shopping on Thursdays from six to eight. Um, we have our Friendsgiving event coming up on November 5th. Which is a way that we like to give thanks back to all those who have supported us. But I just love it when my biggest thrill of that is when you have someone come in who's just in a rut, or maybe they lost a bunch of weight, or they've gained weight, or they've just lost a piece of themselves, and you get them in something they would have never picked, and they feel incredible. And they look in the mirror, and you just see their face light up, and they're kind of just like, wow. I never would have picked this out for myself, but I feel beautiful, you know, and you get those people um in there and you're like, okay, you're really feeling it. Let's find you a few more things to just really you know, know when you walk into your closet tomorrow or open your drawer, you're going to see something that's going to make you feel good. And that's, you know, that what I want to get when getting into people's closets. I you know, people are color coordinated or all my shirts, all my pants, all my dresses. Um, I really encourage people to keep a bi-seasonal. Um, so fall, winter together, summer, spring together, cover up the rest, whichever season you're in, but have a special section. That's the first thing you see when you open your closet. What are your absolute favorite things? Because that's going to give you your instant confidence boost when getting ready in the morning. It's going to make you feel good. Um, And that has really proven to um, work for several people I've worked with. And um, I think it just changes your mood. And, you know, even if you don't pick one of those things out, it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to have this, you know, and boost your mood that way. But, you know, so I feel like being a part of that and I've been inspired by Nikki and being a part of her, you know, mission to empower women in that way, it's just brought a lot of joy to my life the last you know, year and a half. So, um, yeah, that's where we are and we're having fun.
0: You know, you bring up a really good point. I have uh three kids. So after having baby number three, I should probably move the clothes that don't currently fit me post baby away from myself <laughs> <laughs> so that I'm not dealing with that. Um,
1: cause you don't but... like, like, Oh, I love that. But then get upset. Like it's okay. Just put them, you know, to the side or put them in a different closet or get a little, you know, linen bag, cover them up and work on, get those key pieces right now. When you're in a transitional time, you know, find like 10 pieces that really work for you and that, you know, you're going to feel good. And if that's like leggings and sweaters or parties, then, you know, great. That's fine. There is a way to make any trend, style, fad, whatever, work for any person, any age, any size. And that's another thrill. You know, you can wear this. And we're like, oh, I'm too old to wear this. And I'm like, no, you're not. Or this looks too young. Or does this look like this? You know, you have your people who want like all trends. You have your classic preppy Kentucky girl style. You have, you know, your Um, you know, I come from like, Oh, the horse family. And I want all like St. John and suiting to like, but now I want to wear this. And, um, you know, I think there's a happy medium. And I say that every girl has two style personalities, but you're that you love and it's combining those to find your truest style self. And that's, what's so much fun because the mix makes you so unique to the next person. And that's, what brings me the most joy too is blending those styles that people think are you're not able to do that is so much like part of the fun and what can create so many more options for you within your own closet too
0: yeah at some point I'm probably gonna have to have you come over and play in my closet um Um, (laughs) because I just, it's, 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 it's okay. It's, it's the postpartumness of the, what is my body? And then it's 2020. And so then it's just kind of a hot, I'm not a hot, my body is not a hot mess, but the closet and it's just, you're right. There's so much more, I think that goes behind how a woman feels in that way in her closet or anyone feels, not just a woman. So it's a Mm -hmm. lot to consider and take in and realize, like you're saying that there's different ways to help people.
1: Yes. And it's like what, you know, and with that said, those are like, you know, my key points to me. And also a big thing I want to take out when starting this business is, you know, some people are ready to get out and some people aren't, you know, some people are still worried and are, you know, locked in at home or maybe go to the office. And we all obviously are still making those grocery trips or Home Depot or what have you. But, you know, I can do the shopping for you. And in encouraging people to shop local within all these beautiful local boutiques that we have here. And so not only are you getting updates, you're supporting other local women who are business owners who are just trying to survive this year, you know, but you're putting money back into your own community by shopping local at these boutiques. It's so easy to you know, get online and add to cart to Amazon, ASOS, H&M, and other stories, all those wonderful online places that have what you want. But, you know, you're probably going to get better, not only better quality, but just knowing that you are supporting these other women, it all goes back to women empowerment. You know, that's something that's always been important to me. And so whether you're shopping at Belmondi Boutique, or, you know, you have another favorite local boutique. There's so many in the St. Matthews area and Nulu. Um, You know, I think that is what we need to be focusing on. People especially want to give back to your own community. Shop local. There's so many good places to shop here and, you know, add those key pieces from one of the boutiques here.
0: I couldn't agree more, especially in in this year. It's always been important, but it's now more important than ever for all survival. So, I mean, Ashley, I'm so glad that you decided to move here and you've got the most adorable family. And I'm so happy you took the time to share your story today. If people want to follow you, you are at The Blush Influence, correct? Yes. And follow her. Trust me. It's adorable. And especially when it comes to styling, like you are on point, but in an effortless, effortless way. There's sometimes I see pictures and I'm like, I can't do that. So <laughs> when I see your pictures, I'm like, okay, maybe I could do that. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not over the top for me. It's something that I could see myself wearing. I just never thought of it. You just are so put together in the best way. And I'm so glad that we had a chance today and sit down and talk.
1: And I greatly appreciate you. Yes. Thank you so much. This was so much fun and such an honor. So hopefully we will see each other out and about sooner rather than later.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to That Mom Life. Subscribe now on Apple and Google Podcasts and share with your friends. Thank you. Oh, and be sure to leave a rating.